What's up? What's up? How's it going, Max? All good. Let me start my video as well. There you go. There you are. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Let me make sure I have the mic. Yeah. I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Cool, man. Nice. Very good. So uh, welcome. This is the EricSwanRacing.com podcast. I think it's either 39 or 40 um, that I've done with today. I have Max Turneau. I think I said that right. Yep. And you're from Austria. Correct, sir. And you're a, uh, a freedom mentoring business guy and a former dating coach, maybe still, still a dating coach. Correct. No, the dating coaching I've stopped in 2018, I think. Okay, yeah, you were big into uh, RSD. Correct. Travel in the world four times over. Yes, sir. And uh, some of your stats, uh, over 10 million views on YouTube so far. Damn, I didn't even know. You know these stats better than me. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you go to your About page, it'll show you how many views you have total. Oh, that's epic. Well, that's cool. So yeah, it's uh, I'm humbled to be speaking with you today and just trying to get some uh, some knowledge from other people, get a, maybe a mentor under my belt uh, in my pocket and uh, ask you some questions. You know, this is a podcast. So you can ask me things, kind of have a conversation instead of more Sounds of just good. a straight up interview. Sounds good. Sounds good. So uh, what you been up to lately? Uh, I actually just got off a client call with one of our advanced clients. Uh, he's a nutritional coach in Italy and uh, we help him scale his business. He's he's doing fairly well, but obviously we want to scale to the 25K. After this, I'm meeting a friend and uh, hey, it's, it's great. Like it's just the usual Saturday, Saturday. I was about to say morning, but it's 3 p.m. <laughs> 3 p.m. Your time is 8 a.m. here. Damn. I'm crazy. in Michigan, United States. How cold is it there right now? It must be freezing. Very cold. It's, uh, we're, we might get a snowstorm uh, tomorrow, and I think it's like 20 degrees out. Yesterday, it was 20 miles an hour winds and 13 degree low. High at 20. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez, man. Jeez. Yeah, you do some racing too, right? Yep, Eric Swan Racing. So uh, my past, my history is I race modified sport bikes, so like crotch rockets, 600cc motorcycles uh, on racetracks with left turns, right turns, road courses like cars race on also, um, but not ovals. We don't do NASCAR ovals or anything like that because of the walls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, geez, man. I've, you know, it's funny because I started one of my uh, one of my employees has always been into Formula One. And I remember we went to a big event like uh, Counter-Strike Finals in Cologne. And I took like half my team with me, a couple of girls, and we all went there. We were like 10 people. And it was in this huge hall. We had these epic uh, seats. And, and he was legitimately watching Formula One on his phone <laughs> while he was at the event. And it was funny because then he, he got me into it. He was like, just watch one race with me. And it was Montreal, Grand Prix of Montreal 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and ever since then, I've watched every single Grand Prix. And last season, I was so addicted to it. I just, I, I just wanted more racing. So I also bought the subscription for the MotoGP. And I watched a couple races there. Awesome. That's great to see. You know, I think uh, if more people watched one or two events or if it was uh, marketed better or televised more, I think it would be huge. Uh, but it's just, it's such yeah. a niche 
community. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm addicted to it. I love it. I mean, I mean, it's, it's look, formula one is insane, you know, and you know, if it, sorry, if you crash the, the repercussions are huge, but this is nothing compared to MotoGP. I mean, in that shit is if I can can I swear on your podcast? Maybe you have to. Oh yeah, you can say whatever you, you want, man. <laughs> so what they are doing on a MotoGP like that is insane. I heard that statistic. It's like one, like I think like ten percent of the race, the your ass is actually on the seat. The rest, you're just somewhere in the curve, and that's just insanity. Yeah, even when you're on the straightaway, um, it's like what ten seconds. On those bikes, they yeah, go yeah. Up to 220 miles an hour or something like that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's wild. Most of the time, people always say, oh, well, you're just sitting on a motorcycle. It's not that strenuous. Like, give me a break. You're on your – you're most yeah, of the time you're doing a squat through the corner. You know, your yeah, yeah. legs are fully engaged. Your, your hands have no weight on them. It's, there's a, a fine art to doing it. Uh, exactly. And it looks insane. And – and you know look we i go karting like race karting and that alone is is a strain on the body let alone driving with 200 miles an hour you know let alone being on two wheels instead of four so it's pretty pretty crazy stuff yeah man i love doing the karting so i specialize in all all kinds of motorsport um motorcycle road racing karting i've done autocross event in a car and audi i do motorcycle racing I'd like to get into road cycle, cycling racing, uh, done foot racing, triathlon, indoors. Uh, my brother's a four-time triathlete, so it kind of runs in the family. Oh, sick. Got it, got it. So, Sounds nice, man. Yeah, and uh, so I've raced all these years, but I kind of ran out of money. So I started my own business, ericswanracing.com, to help fund all of it, to uh, help fund yeah. my own passions and, you know, my – I guess my goal in life really is to not have to work for someone else. And I'm still working yeah. a normal job and while I'm building my business in the part-time. So it's just, you know, you gotta be patient while you're doing that. I'm also, you know, renting out rooms in my house to, to generate further income for the last little while. I've had two renters and I'm looking to buy a house to have more rooms to rent out. So I'm trying to figure out ways to uh, get away from the nine to five. It's actually the six to 2 PM for me. Yeah. Well, let's get you there, you know. Wouldn't be the first one to do it. Yeah. So right now I have a full-time worker in India. My, uh, I have a family member who, who volunteers graciously um, and puts in like 30, 40 hours a week. She's retired, so she wants to do something uh, you know, productive. Nice. And um, I'm looking to maybe hire another person. And uh, I found this great company, We Are VAs, that you can hire a full-time worker in India for $5 an hour. And they're great, okay. you know, Excel proficient, knowledgeable people um, who, are, who are hungry and willing to work. Yeah. Sounds cool. Sounds cool. I think it's cool that you have someone from your family employed as well. I have my dad help out as well. Um, also, I'm going to buy some uh, real estate uh, probably this year and I'll have my dad manage it as well because I want to buy it in Austria, not in Ukraine or not in Cyprus. And uh, I, I like that, you know, it's because when you have somebody in your family employed, you can trust that person. Like by default, you can trust that person. And by default, that person has your best interest in mind, you know? Yeah. Unless you have to with your family, which I hope you don't, you know? <laughs> No, she's been great, yeah. and uh, I just uh, need more, more, more people at this point. It's like at, at a certain point, 
I'm realizing that I can't do everything and, and it's going to, and it's going to hinder my progress if I stop with just me. So I need more people, um, to make it progress faster because what the, my problem is right now is we have, so I'm, uh, I sell products online. I sell race products, motorsports, uh, bike parts, that kind of thing, gear, parts, tires, um, all the stuff that we use on the racetrack. And we have access to, uh, well over 10,000 unique products, but only a few thousand of them are listed because it takes time to go through an Excel and, and make them ready for the, the marketplaces and everything and, and all that. So um, that's what these employees are basically doing is just listing new products. And yeah. it just takes a long time because we're doing it on eBay, on Amazon, on my website, on a local marketplace called Craigslist. Um, and yeah. sometimes you can also push stuff that goes on your website to Facebook marketplace. Um, yeah. so there's just a lot of stuff involved. Um, so it's, uh, just a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm familiar with, with that. I mean, what we're doing is we don't, uh, we don't work with people that sell a physical product. We work with people who sell their expertise, right? Online coaching, consulting, or service providing. And the big advantage there is that you have very little expenses, right? So I hear this all the time for people that are in e-commerce, for people that sell physical products, like, oh, you know, I'm making 50K revenue a month. Okay, 50K revenue a month. How much of that is profit? Roughly around 10 to 15%. So the profit margins are ridiculously slim. Yeah, you're living if in the margins. You, exactly. If you take online coaching or consulting there as an example, if you make 50K a month, right? If I look at our advanced clients that make 50K a month, they have maybe, let's say two to 3K ad spend a month and maybe one or two employees that they pay 5K in total, okay? So let's say you make 50K a month and you have around 8K expenses. The rest is pure profit. That's it. You don't have any expenses. That's the beautiful thing, right? And we always say, if you want to get to 100K a month, you'll need around between four to seven employees to make a hundred K a month. So you can extrapolate that calculation. You'll still have around 80% of profit. And even if they are on the lower side and you have maybe less cash flow, you'll still have 70% profit. And that's beautiful, you know, because ultimately it's your work, you know, and you shouldn't be drowning in expenses. That also helps you scale extremely fast. So, you know, that, that's why, like you said at the beginning, that was my very first business, the online coaching and dating and uh, uh, personal development. Um, and, you know, that has helped me make my first million. I barely had any expenses. You know, it was sure my time that I put in there, but hey, it was something I was extremely passionate about. It was something that, uh, that I loved doing. Hell, to be fully honest, it was something that I was willing to do for free. But I obviously found a way to monetize that. And then in um, 2018, well, with 2018, it was kind of already a, a natural transition because so many people would start getting on board with my dating programs just to ask me business questions. You know, like I would have people that are like, you know, thanks Max, like I bought, like I, I invested a large five figure sum into your mentoring. And I would ask them about their goals and their dating life. And they would tell me like, oh, they're married for nine years. They just want to ask me about business. So 2018 was kind of like a deciding year for me where I said, you know, hey, I have all these people already asking me for business advice. And by that time, it also started taking over as my new passion, my new number one passion, because the dating stuff became quite uh, repetitive. And I started, I decided to help people with their online businesses. And it's funny because with, with, 
with dating advice, it was kind of like I would get a client and I would, you know, help them find a girlfriend or help them get married. And there's not much more beyond that that you could teach them. You know, you would send them off with their happy relationship. Maybe they'd come back at some point to get some relationship advice. But with business, I don't just like with our beginner program, right? Our Freedom Business Mentor Beginner program. The goal of that is to get people to get to their first $10,000 month, right? So their first five figure month. And you don't just send them off with their first 10K a month. You can scale them. And you can basically scale them at infinitum, right? You can literally keep scaling them. Like you can almost scale any online coaching or service providing business to at least 100K a month. So what I really like, what I really enjoy about this business is I get to support our clients on such a long journey. And then, you know, we help them go from, we help our advanced clients to go from the solopreneur, 10K a month for my laptop lifestyle to building something larger than themselves to making them, helping them make their first hire, manage the team. And then, you know, next thing you know is you had a guy who was just a solopreneur who didn't even have a business. And two, three years later, this guy has a team around him, has fully changed how they look on the outside. You know, they dress nicer. They maybe wear expensive clothes, bought expensive watches, or they go on vacations. They also change on the inside. They're more awake. They're more, they're harder. They're better. They're stronger. And just, you know, accompanying someone on a journey like that is extremely, extremely inspiring. And I just love it. I don't think I'll ever do something else. <laughs> I might do other things next to it, but I think that will always be my main thing. Yeah. That's gotta be pretty fulfilling. You know, um, getting somebody a girlfriend or a wife is is uh, great on one level but it's got to be so much more rewarding to change people's financial futures with uh, building businesses exactly because you, you, i mean it's beautiful if you help someone find a girlfriend and maybe they'll build a family from that but ultimately you have a greater impact on their life if you help them become free you know i mean oh, yeah. it, it, like and this is, might be something interesting for your listeners as well if you're employed right now and you're in your job and you know, you're, you're exchanging your hours for a specific salary that you get each month or every two weeks, it was like, how fulfilled do you really feel? Right. And maybe you say like, I'm doing fine for myself. The pay is fine. You know, but I always put it like this, like, since when is that the goal to do fine for yourself? What about giving back? What about giving back to your parents? Right. It was probably not too, it was probably not too easy to bring you up. What about giving back to people that have helped you? What about, look, I, I grew up with a, with a single mom. You know, I did see my dad every now and then. I saw him every other weekend. And my mom and dad are so good friends ever since they got divorced. But ultimately, like, I didn't have everything I wanted. You know, I remember my parents bought me a snowboard once and it was exactly the snowboard that I wanted. It was a forum uh, destroyer. That was the, 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 the name of the snowboard, forum destroyer. Oh, yeah. and, and it was so expensive and i had like a flow binding which was an expensive binding oh yeah and, and, and i knew yeah, yeah yeah exactly and i knew my parents had to go out of their way to be able to finance that and i was very appreciative of that but at the same time i'm like i felt bad about that and i you know i said a big reason why i wanted to build this big business is so my my children don't have to feel bad about asking for things you know what I'm saying? So it's also your duty. If you're in a nine to five job and maybe you're doing fine for yourself, Hey, 
it's your duty to build something. You might not have to build a hundred K a month business, but you should build a sizable small business if you want. And you should, you should do that so you can be there for your kids. Because I also know that my dad wasn't always there. I have a lot of memories without him. And I have a lot of memories of me asking, where's my dad? Like, where, when is he coming home? And I want to be, I want to be there for my kids. I want to literally watch them grow up. I want to be, I want to be there all the time. I want to get on their nerves so much, you know, that they're like, dad, you're getting on our nerves. Like, please go away. Like, leave us alone. That's how much I want to be there for my kids. And I can only do that if I have a business. Most importantly, you can only do that if you have a business, if you have an online business and, you know, 2020 and 2021 have shown that like how safe are jobs, how many people, you probably know a bunch of people dude, that have lost their jobs. I know oh, certainly yeah. a lot of them. So this whole idea of like do a safe and steady job, it's not happening anymore. So jobs aren't safe anymore. If you really want to be safe, you got to be in control and you can only do that with your own online business. You know, I was just driving down the road and I saw another restaurant closed and I said, oh, wow. And I said to myself, why am I surprised anymore that all these restaurants are closed? Yeah. You know, there's just so yeah. many of them. It's just, it shouldn't be shocking. It's horrible. It's horrible what's going on. And, you know, the repercussions will be felt for many, many years. And on the other hand, like, I'm really sad about all these things happening. But on the other hand, I'm extremely proud and happy that our clients are doing exponentially well. And lots of our clients... They had a regular nine to five job background. They weren't even sometimes even sure what exactly they could offer as an online coach. And then we, we usually analyze their strengths. You know, we tell them what exactly fits well. We can look at the market. We can cross-reference what has worked so far. We can get them on their way. And we have clients who are, for example, worked as PTs, as personal trainers and fitness centers. They lost their job when COVID hit. And now they're making 19K a month, 20K a month, which is like, six times more than they ever made in person, but they work less and now they're working online. You know, lots of my clients actually moved to uh, temporarily to Mexico right now. Uh, they're just partying in, 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 in uh, Playa del Carmen because there's no restrictions, you know? So <laughs> exactly like, like really. And, and, and in all honesty, I did that too. You know, my home country, Austria is in complete lockdown. You can't even leave the house people are being deprived of their freedoms but i didn't have to be there i look i just packed my laptop i'm like well let me go somewhere else you know <laughs> of course i did a COVID test to always make sure i travel safely but i basically just hop around and just i'm i'm wherever i feel like wherever things are nice and convenient and that amount of freedom is worth a lot of money a lot and so uh Here's a good question for you. My brother and myself a little bit, but more my brother right now is trying to start some sort of coaching program for his triathlon training. So, so he's yeah. done it four times, but he's, he's um, maybe a third closer to the front. You know what I mean? So he's a third in the pack, not, not mid pack, but closer, but he's not, he's not going to win the thing. So he's thinking, how am I going to position myself as he's not a professional, but he's very, very knowledgeable. I couldn't consider him an expert after four times. So how do yeah. you position yourself as a coach if you're not uh, the best? Well, look, you don't have to be the best. You don't have to be, you said that he's a triathlete or something, right? Yeah. So you swimming. don't have to win. You don't have to win no gold medal or something like that. Even if you're the hundredth best athlete in your niche, you still got to be ahead of the average person who you could learn, who you could teach, you know? So that's not an issue. I mean, if I look at 
at my MMA trainer here in Kiev. In Kiev, uh, he's a, a three times national champion, and I can afford him training me. But in all honesty, I'm a noob when it comes to Muay Thai. So if I had someone there that is like fifth best or fiftieth best <laughs> in the nation, I, he would still teach me a lot. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so, so that is not the issue. The way I would position myself, it depends obviously on who his audience is and what exactly he wants to do and how big of an operation he wants to do. So if I was your brother, you know, I would jump on a free call with us. We offer those. You can head over to maxtorno.com. It's my website. You click a button, you fill out the application because I don't want to, there's no one size fits it all approach, right? We always individualize, customize to the individual our approaches of how we would position ourselves, which is why we offer these free calls. It's literally a free consultation call. You jump on that call, you'll be talking to a real person as an expert from my team. And we basically look at, okay, here's what you, here's where you are. Here's what you could do. Here's where you can get to. And here's the steps that you need to take. And if you then want to become a client, you want to say, Hey, can you guys help me implement these steps? Can you guys help me? You know, can you, can you accompany me on my journey? We can always talk about that on the call as well. But other than that, you get the steps and you can also just go out and uh, try it yourself. Yeah. And uh, are you having them like make videos and, and YouTube, social media, that kind of thing, building websites and uh, no, that comes later. That comes, that comes much later. So anything regarding YouTube, anything regarding social media or even website building that comes after you make your first 10,000 a month before that, you don't need that. It's simple. Like if you think like, Oh, you need a big social media brand in order to make 10 K a month. Absolutely not necessary. Absolutely not necessary. You just do simple direct outreach methods where you don't need to have a social media channel. Uh, where you don't need to have paid advertising. It's literally the most direct and fastest way to get your first clients. That's by the way, also how I did it way before I had my first channel on YouTube. Um, I didn't crack the 10 K a month myself. That was back in 2013, but I did start making around two to $4,000 a month by literally just being on a forum. And I would post a couple things and dire directly reach out to people who could use my help. And I said, Hey, you know, I can help you. Maybe if you want to have my, uh, my expertise as a coach, that is how, you know, I, as a 23 year old made two to three, two to four K a month, which was nice. And that's exactly what we're teaching now. Our beginner clients, of course, the refined and perfected version that we've created over the years of experience that we have. But the, the moral of the story is social media and videos that comes later. Once you crack the 10 K a month. Yeah. And you've, uh, you've been producing tons of videos, um, super high quality production value. You must have some videographers on staff. Yes, sir. Exactly. Um, I have right now three videographers. Uh, they also do social media, photography, uh, logo design. Uh, they also do a lot for our clients, for our advanced clients that is. And, um, yeah, I mean also here, like I used to do all that myself in the beginning. Uh, most of my programs, I actually edited it myself, my beginning programs that I made for my first business before I started going really crazy and say, Hey, let me hire a team. And now this team is basically handling a vast majority of the visual aspect and audio aspect of my, uh, of my social media channels of our podcast. I have the Max Torna podcast on Spotify and, uh, and, uh, where else are we on an Apple, obviously. Um, so, I'm at a point right now we're making multiple seven figures a year soon to be scaled to eight figures. And 
it, it, I'm come, it's at a point for me in terms of content creation where I literally hop in front of the camera, I get the microphone tucked to my shirt, I speak, and when I'm done, I give the microphone back and, and that's it. And I, and I go and do what I ever have to do. And the rest, the editing process, it's all systemized. And we have a couple clients that are relatively big on social media. Uh, we have clients with, you know, 500,000 or 1.2 million subscribers on YouTube. They're obviously a little bit at a different level. Those are the kind of clients that we're aiming to get to 100K a month fairly quickly because they have an existing brand and an existing audience. And what we do with them is we also help them systemize the whole uh, content creation process where we say, look, you still edit your own videos. You have a huge brand, like go get someone in to do that and systemize the teaching, uh, the training of that employee. So you basically have the whole hands-off structure. You don't yeah, have you, can to almost, uh, you can almost franchise that model and just sell that as a model yeah. to people. Exactly. It's, it's, it's almost like that. It's almost like that. Like we have so many templates that we give our clients. They just, you know, templates for website buildings, templates for funnel buildings, templates for advertising. Like if you're an, um, an intermediate client of ours and you're, you're looking to scale from your first 10 K a month to 25 K a month, 50 K like we've done this literally hundreds of times by now and it's so easy for us like we have it all prepared for you but you basically just insert your name and your and your audience and so on and so forth you, you dial you change the dials a little bit and off you go and you can easily scale that's great that's awesome and a great value it sounds like yeah i mean look um in my first business i kind of learned the over delivering um, because I always, I was always proud of what I've built and I was always proud of my clients. And I realized, Hey, if I, if I, if I center my life around the client's well being and the client's success, then not only is that good karma, but it's also good. It's extremely good for business. Right. And I mean, especially now with this business model that we have, it's even better because like I said, in the old business dating advice business, if a client was happy, okay, he would get a girlfriend and then he's happy, you know? Um, if we, if, when we work with our clients now, if a client is happy and makes their first 10K a month as a beginner, what do they want to do? Well, now they want to scale and they want to say, hey guys, uh, can you help me now scale to 25K a month? Like, here's more money. I pay even more to get me even better. So it's of course also in our best interest to make sure our clients are making money because only then they will want to continuously work with us, which also means more revenue for us. So it's literally in our best interest when our clients win, we win. And also the word of mouth. I mean, we're literally getting in uh, people that buy our programs literally just from being referred from existing clients. And we have a specific average amount a week coming in just from referrals because yeah. people are so happy with our program and they say, Hey, uh, my friend also wants to build a freedom business. Can you help him? So like I said, we're in this wonderful constellation where the client wins and we also win, so it's in our best interest, right? Like I said, like I just jumped off a call with one of our clients and it's a Saturday. I don't have an issue with working on a Saturday because ultimately it's good for the client and also good for us. Yeah, if you're available, it could help uh, that guy become uh, another customer. Exactly, exactly, that's exactly what it is. And it just takes a little bit of effort. A lot of people aren't willing yeah. to do whatever it takes. Exactly, and, and, and look, for me, these things are, are second nature. Like it's the easiest thing in the world for me to scale someone to 25 K a month. Like I've done it so many times. 
it's easy as hell to scale someone to 50k or 100k a month i've done it so many times like it doesn't cost me much energy I've, i i know all the pitfalls that could there that could potentially be there i know all the issues in your mind that you could have in the market with your expertise with your clients most likely i've had it or i've had it plus a client has had it or a partner has had it like i've seen it before so it's second nature for me and and like and it's still fun i love it it's Similarly to you have probably when you're racing a racetrack that you've done before, you know it in and out. And, and that's where the fun really begins because now you can really start enjoying the small little intricacies of it. Yeah, you start pushing, you know, this is a little bump here or a little uh, exactly. curbings different over there. Exactly. And that's the beauty of it. <laughs> For sure. And so tell me a little bit about Austria. I've, I've never been there. I know that there's the Red Bull ring is in that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's beautiful. We wanted to go to the Red Bull Ring actually in 2020. Obviously, we couldn't go because it wasn't open for uh, for public. In Spielberg. But, uh, yeah, exactly. One of my uh, employees, Nico, uh, he actually comes from literally around the corner of that track. So, man, we hope that 2021 will be open for audience, which would be epic. Because obviously, then I'll go. Yeah. You know, bring some 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 of my team members, some girls, you know, and we'll enjoy it. But yo, Austria, other than that, it's beautiful. If you're into winter sports, if you're in the mountains, alpine lakes. Oh, yeah. Um, it, I mean, I, I just love it there. I love going back there because my hometown is kind of like the Shire and the Lord of the Rings. Like, it never changes. It's always the same, regardless of what's happening outside. So, I, it's, you know, I come from a 5,000-people cow town there. Not many opportunities. Most of my friends, you know, they got some, some, some manual labor job that they've had since they are 16, 17. And it's always kind of cool to come back and, and it, it used to be my home. And now it's almost like this, this last bastion, this, this, this remote thing that I go to, to wind off and, 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 you know, kind of like de, do my detox. And I love going swimming in the Alpine Lake, even when it's cold in winter, I hop in, you know, um, my girlfriend's finished. So she, she kind of pushes me to do these things and, I love the cold. I love the snow. And in summer, it's so beautiful too. Obviously the lakes are warm. You can cruise around. Sometimes I rent nice sports cars. I kind of drive around. You can drive up that mountain. There's some, some mountain roads, but they're like street paved. So you can race up, you know, it winds up like a serpent and you always have the view on the left side. Then you, then you have a hairpin and you have the view on the right side. And you, it's amazing. I actually rented a, a Ferrari, uh, can't remember what it was four five eight spider or oh, something yeah. like that and yeah yeah and I, I rented one for my dad and it was actually a youtube video and i said you know hey my dad has been has been absolutely epic and this year we couldn't travel that much because of you know for obvious reasons so what i did is i basically said look be ready at 8 a.m in the morning um i'll pick you up we'll do some things and he had no idea so i picked him up with with an audi dt which is an okay car. Yeah. And then we raced, we, we raced to, to Graz, which was a nearby city. And we went to the general aviation on the airport there. And he's like, what are we doing? And I had a friend of mine uh, that uh, is a helicopter pilot. And he invited me. He said, look, guys, you only have to pay for the heli itself for an hour. You don't have to pay for me. So we went a helicopter flying. Oh, My so dad got to fly it a little bit with the stick, you know. Uh, and then we landed on some mountain. It was so epic because the pilot was like, Hey, you guys want some coffee? And we're like, yeah. So he just flies to this like Alpine restaurant thing. And he literally just lands 
on the on the grass in front of it. We hop out of the helicopter, grab some coffee, fly back because it was starting to rain. We say goodbye. We drive home, and my dad was like, "That was nice, thank you." Then we watched the Grand Prix. I can't remember which one it was, but we watched it on television. And then I said, "I have one more thing for you, Dad. Come upstairs with me. Go uphill with me." And then we walk up this hill, and I had the Ferrari parked that I rented for a day. And he's like, "Oh, look, someone, someone has a Ferrari." And I'm like, "Hey, I have the key if you want to ride it." And he's like, "No way." So we started racing that around. Uh, first, we raced down into the town, and then we got some pizza, and then we took the pizza up the mountain. We drove all the way up the mountain in the Ferrari. My dad got to race up a little bit, and then we had the pizza on the mountaintop, and it was, it was really beautiful. Like these are the kinds of things I love doing when I'm in Austria: hang out with my dad and my mom, and you know, do cool stuff. Sounds like a blast. And uh, I, I know you've done a bunch of uh, karting. Go-karting, have you ever done any track days in a bike or a car? No, I wish. It's definitely on my bucket list to do it in a car. The biking thing, I, I, I love watching it and I've got huge respect for it, but it's, it's not something I'm interested in in particular. Although I did have a, a small motorcycle when I was like 16, we had it tuned, you know. But the, what I could really see myself doing is race on the Nürburgring or some stuff like that, you know, like rent the track. Yeah. for an hour or something and and really go like maybe get an instructor to really learn how to race a, an actual car a porsche or something like that like that would be insane and that's definitely something that i'm gonna do oh yeah yeah i would highly recommend uh i always spend most of my money on track time like uh, just open laps track time and, and coaching with pro schools and things like that it's so valuable just like you get mentors and um, people you mentor others it's so valuable to have someone on track to tell you what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Learn from them, follow their lines, um, and get their advice. Exactly. Like, like, just like in anything in life, you know, like, I always put it like this. For some professions, it's absolutely normal for people to get a mentor or a teacher. And for some other things, people tend to always think they would do it themselves. And, for example, if you would want to learn Kung Fu, of course, you'd get to a dojo and you'd have like a Kung Fu master or a teacher teach you, right? You wouldn't stand outside in your garden and try to do the Kung Fu moves that you see on YouTube. Nobody does that. That's stupid, you know? But then when it comes to uh, things like racing or building a business, people all of a sudden want to try it themselves, which is just such a stupid thing to do because it just wastes so much of your time. So if I ever would get in a race car, I would literally just probably invest in like uh, several days of really having a coach next to me to actually get, get the learning curve. Because the learning curve from the beginning, especially, is just exponential. Like how long would it take me to figure out how to race the car properly and how to really find the right racing line? It would take me weeks of my own personal time. And you know, how long does it usually take people to start making the first 10K a month with an online business? If they even get there, right? If they don't even give up, like it takes so long. But you know, if you have someone who's done it hundreds of times before with hundreds of different people and hundreds of different niches, it's, it's a matter of a couple of weeks, you know, and then you get there and, and it, it has cost you relatively little time and effort. It's like, Hey, here's the path. Now just do your yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like insert your stuff, you know, and let's go. And, you know, we're really going, we're really going into a direction where we become known to be extremely client supportive. I mean, our clients literally can ask questions every single day during the week. Uh, plus Sunday. So Saturday is kind of like the only day where we officially have rest day, even though for the one-on-one clients, I still reply on the weekends. 
you know, they have a live call every day that they can join. You know, we have a mindset coach, someone that is, um, has been a practicing uh, psychologist for seven years. So he really knows how to really make sure your mindset is on point. We have lead generation coaches, sales coaches, positioning coaches. I mean, there's just nothing missing there. And, and to be honest, you know, I've said this before on some of my social media, like I could have just created a couple hundred dollar info product. Like here's the information, here's the videos, good luck. And it probably would have given me higher profit margins, but I didn't want to do that. I said, look, if I'm going to do this, we're going to do this right. And instead of just me cashing in, I wanted to use some of the money that I'm making and hire staff, hire team, hire people that help me with the support. So our clients don't just watch videos and then they're out, but we actually customize the coaching to each and every client. And the client is never alone. No question goes unanswered. The client always has an entire team around them that can help them with anything that they need to first start their own business or if they're already advanced to obviously scale. Yeah, I mean, it makes me want to start a coaching business around Eric Swan Racing about motorcycle racing and motorsports and getting into racing. How do you get to the racetrack? Like, how do you get yeah, you, you know? It shouldn't be too difficult, in all honesty. It shouldn't be too difficult because, especially in a niche like yours, you're already positioned in a way where your audience has buying power. If your audience is interested in racing, they're able to afford, you know, at the very least, some sort of motorized vehicle. So you're never going to have the issue of, of talking to people that might not be able to afford it. So racing is an expensive sport. That's what you have to realize. So with these things, you, you already have one of the bigger obstacles already out of the way, meaning the people who, could, who you could help, they also have the buying power, which is a great thing to do. And they're obviously also willing to invest and get help with that because they want to get faster. They want to have more fun. So right. it shouldn't be too difficult to get started in such a thing. Yeah, I'm definitely interested. Uh, it's just, there's like so many things in my plate. Uh, that's like 35th on my list, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, I always put it like that is, 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 can you afford not to do it? You know, especially if you have a lot of things on your plate, ultimately that's the reason why you should have help. So you don't have to figure it out on yourself. Right. If you already have too much to do, the easiest thing is, to do it in a proven way so you can actually save your own time. Right. It makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and so uh, you mentioned snowboarding a little bit. Uh, yep. You've been the slopes at all lately? Um, I've been snowboarding once this season. It was, I think, right after Christmas. It was dumping some powder and, you know, it was dumping some powder at night during Christmas, Christmas Eve. And I said, hey, uh, tomorrow morning I'm going to get up at six and I'll be the first one up. So I had a couple rounds, but it wasn't enough snow yet. So that was the only time I went. And what I did then is I went back to Kiev and said, Hey, unless, uh, until it starts snowing, until it starts dumping, I'm going to be in Kiev and I'll just work on the business. Uh, and it's actually crazy because it's actually cool because I literally every day I checked the, uh, the weather one sec let me check it and i'm always having an eye on it i'm like okay like what's the weather is it gonna go colder and more snow but right now i'm looking at it it's too warm still celsius is it's plus it's not minus degrees so there will at maximum it will be rain so that's all good so for the next uh sunday to sort of the next nine days i'm not gonna go back to austria which means for the next nine days i can keep hustling keep pushing for the business and uh, 
That's good. You know, so once the business side is more automated with the new projects that we have coming up, then I can uh, obviously go back to Austria and just work from there while at the same time going snowboarding. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I sold my snowboard through, through uh, my business because uh, everything that I have that's used that I kind of want to get rid of and get my money out of, I just put it on online for sale. That way, you know, I got 50% right. uh, of the, the price of it out of it. And uh, yeah. now I can buy get it. Get rid of it, you know. I do, I do that so many times too. I'm not a fan of, of owning a lot of things. Like I hate when I have stuff lying around that I haven't used clothes, like I, clothes. I always donate, you know, I give it to my assistants and go donate these clothes somewhere. But if I own something like sometimes video gear that is like slightly outdated, I basically give it to my assistant. I say, go sell it, keep 10% of whatever price you sell, you know, so she has an incentive to sell it. Just get rid of all this stuff. I hate when there's stuff lying around, like, one thing that I've learned from the four years of world tours is um, I like being able to fit my whole life in the suitcase. It sounds weird, but it gives me this kind of feeling of I'm always flexible. So if I wanted to go somewhere, I just pack my suitcase. That's all the essentials in there. And then off I go and I stay somewhere else for a couple months. Now um, it has gotten to a point where I can't do that that fully anymore i do have a guitar and an amp i'm looking at it here i have a jacuzzi outside obviously can't take that with me but well if it's essentials things that I you can. like if it's things that you use that that's fine but if it's just cluttered yeah. in, in your room there's that's not doing it right. it's a different thing absolutely absolutely and you know i don't know why but we uh it always accumulates you always say okay i'm not gonna buy anything useless in mind <laughs> it still accumulates but yeah you know I, I like just always kind of being light, you know, moving lightly. And, and, and that gives me always the, the flexibility. And um, I was in Cyprus last uh, October, I think, and it was still extremely warm, you know. Um, Cyprus is a, an island in the Mediterranean. So what I'm going to do this year is I'm going to spend two months minimum in Cyprus. And what I'll do is I'll probably go there in April. And because that it's summer there already. And then I go back to the mainland during summer. And then I'll go back to Cyprus during the month of October or something like that. So basically I have this elongated summer and uh, all I have to do is just find a spot where I want to go uh, during winters to really, to really make sure I get as much powder and snow days as possible because there are other places, you know, my hometown is in the Austrian Alps, but it's not that high up. So, it's not a glade on glacier level, you know, okay. but if I, if I could find something, I'm also thinking about like, maybe just like, that's one thing I want to do once in my life, at least like go in the middle of summer, like in June or July and go somewhere to the Southern hemisphere, like Peru yeah. or Chile and go snowboarding there. That'd be cool. Just, you know, like in the middle of August, just go snowboarding. I, I could imagine that would be really epic and it's still on my list. Um, it's funny. I have, I have this bucket list that I made when I was in, in my early twenties when I started kind of on my self-development journey and that was like ridiculously out of my reach goals on there, like making my first million before I'm 30, uh, going to see whales and, and things like that. And, and I've almost crossed all of these goals off. Uh, I've seen whales last year in, in Iceland, which was an, an adventure in and of itself. My girlfriend and I actually wanted to go to Austria to see my family. But then the, the summer restrictions have just kicked in and, and she wasn't allowed to go there anymore as a Finn. Obviously, I could have come back to Austria because I'm a citizen. Mm -hmm. But we were like, okay, well, what's the only, what's, what countries could we go to? And the only two countries that we could visit 
were uh, Iceland and Finland itself, or no, Sweden, exactly. Okay. And so we're like, well, my girlfriend was like, I always wanted to go to Iceland. I'm like, well, me too. So let's go to Iceland instead. So we went to Iceland and um, it was pretty cool because, you know, I just took my phone and my laptop and I, I ran my entire business just while being on this business trip, uh, on, on, this, on this freedom trip with my girlfriend. And uh, I told my assistant, hey, we're going to Iceland, go rent me a Porsche. And because that's what we usually do is I go somewhere, I tell my assistant to find like a luxury car rental place. And they're like, sorry, Max, we can't find a Porsche. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, go to your job. You know, I actually got pretty angry. And then they're like, Max, we researched, like, you can't rent a Porsche there. And I was really disappointed. And so we went to the rental car place and then we rented an SUV. I think it was a Jeep or something. And, and later on, I understood why they don't give you Porsche because half of the country, half of the island is not streets. It's just gravel roads. I didn't know. Yeah. So if you go to Iceland, you have Reykjavik, the, the main, the capital with like 200,000 inhabitants. And then you just go out of the city and it just, the, the road just cuts off and it's just gravel road from now on. It's like, like a literal highway. And then it just, oh, now it's gravel road. Good luck <laughs> out, you know? And we're like, okay, good. Well, we don't have a Porsche. So we, and it was epic. We, we spent, I think, seven days there or something. And we went horse riding. We saw the waterfalls. Uh, we chilled. In the, we had a jacuzzi in the hotel room at first as well. We, uh, I saw the mountain, you know, the mountain, the guy from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. I, I legitimately saw him. It was, it was such a ridiculous thing because on my way to Iceland in the airplane, I was like, who's famous from Iceland? Maybe we'll see them. And the only person I could think of was the Game of Thrones actor, the mountain, um, Björn Hafson or something, his name. And, and, and I'm like, you know, how ridiculous would it be if we saw this guy, you know? And then it was, I think, our second night. We were still in Reykjavik. And my girlfriend and I went to this really good, high-quality vegetarian place or something. And I was literally facing the door on our table. And the door was like a glass door, like a milky glass door. And I see the silhouette on the other side of the door. And I'm like, wow, this guy is huge. And the door opens and this guy with a smile comes in. I'm like, he looks like the mountain. So funny, right? And I'm like, oh, this is the mountain. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't want to disturb him. He was there with his, with, his, with his pregnant wife. So, you know, I didn't want to ask for a picture or something, but it was cool nonetheless. And uh, I'm rambling. And then, yeah, so the whales thing. Yeah. And then the next day we decided, let's go see the whales. And my girlfriend is really good at researching things. And she found this place called Husavik, which is like a little... Uh, a little fishing town on the north side and she said like notoriously that is the best town to see whales up there so we drove six hours through the island over gravel roads in our jeep it was such a sick adventure yeah. and then we arrived in, in Husavik and uh, we actually did go uh, whale watching and we saw whales were you, and then, you know another thing checked off sorry go ahead were you on a boat or from the shore Oh yeah, we were on a boat. Yeah, yeah. They take you out. They take you through the fjord or whatever it's called, and it gets really cold, even though it was August. Yeah. Like you have to wear gloves and hat. And uh, yeah, we legitimately went out into the sea and we saw whales. We saw like a humpback whale, and it, it was absolutely beautiful. It was such a such an unreal experience. And then, they're and like then, seventy yeah. feet. Yeah, yeah, they're huge. They're like, you know, you do kind of know on a logic level that they're huge, but when they're next to the boat you're like this thing is huge <laughs> they're monsters they're dinosaurs almost yeah yeah it, it's crazy and and you know they teach you a little bit about the whales they basically say that the 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 
this, the, the lower side of, the, of their um, tail is, is like our fingerprint. It's like unique, like the pattern is unique. And they actually, they document each and every whale that they see and they find these same whales a couple of weeks later in a Dominican. So you, they can literally see the migration patterns of the whales, how they go from the north of Iceland all the way down to the Dominican Republic. And, and that's just really epic. Like, I'm a big fan of nature and, and I'm so happy that I get to see all that, you know? Are you into um, going camping and all that? My girlfriend wants to go. I'm not a huge fan of that. I, you know, when I was traveling the world for, when I was on my world tours, I was, I was just not in the position where I could afford a lot of comfort. So I have a, a lot of nights of crashing on the floor under my belt. So I'm not big on, 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 on camping, but I'll do it. I'll do it every now and then. I think not yet, but I'll do it every now and then if my girlfriend really wants to do it. You can always do luxury camping or glamping, they call it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that, that I can see myself doing with some like cool, uh, 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 what, what is it called? RVs? With or some or really sprinter luxury. vans? Yeah, yeah. That's something I would be keen to do for sure. I see a lot of people build out a sprinter van and it's super comfortable. They may even have a mini fridge and electricity and a generator and they can just travel. Yeah. They have everything they need for weeks. They have canned food and all the storage you need. It's crazy. Uh, you know who does that? Uh, uh, Tom Green. He was on the. No, uh, that's guy I was thinking of. For you sure. See that? No way. I, I started following him on Instagram, and he's just touring with his dog, and he's like, it looks so cool. It's <laughs> yeah. like your own home, you know. It's like the ultimate, the ultimate thing. Like I could see myself doing stuff like that for like a couple of days or even weeks at a time, but maybe not forever. I do like the fact having a house. Like I live on the twentieth floor here in 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 Kiev, and I have a big veranda, and it has a winter garden. And once come spring, I want to just start planting my own vegetables and things like that because I'm, I'm huge on, on eating healthy and eating clean because it also helps me with my business. It helps me staying focused and working harder. So, yeah, th those are definitely lots of great things that you can do if you have the time and the energy to do it, you know. So uh, how long does it take you to walk up those stairs in the morning? <laughs> well, not long. Just a couple seconds. I got it. <laughs> 20 Actually, I mean – yeah, yeah. I mean, those I have, fortunately, I have a, a really, really fast elevator because Kiev is known to have really slow elevators. A lot of the buildings okay. are really old, but the building I live in is, is extremely modern and uh, it's really cool. You know, you come in, you have the security guys downstairs and you know them all. Yeah. And it's, it's just this like really high, this like high end kind of venue. And it, it makes you feel really, really at ease and really premium if you really think about it. That's good. You know, I, I always kind of get nervous about elevators because I've seen so many of them actually get stuck and I'm like, I'm not sitting, sitting in there for eight hours and that thing might fall. Yeah. I had, I had three of my uh, employees once get stuck together and the, and the thing didn't have the button. The oh, no. button wasn't in there. So they had yeah. to call one of my assistants and with like bad service, they were able to tell her like, Hey, call the, we're stuck in the, in the building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eventually they came out. So it's all good. Oh man, and and uh, you probably racked up tons of uh, flight miles, like uh, from all the travel you've done. Yep. Unfortunately, though, I've actually had a, an assistant of mine look into it, but the problem was that since I traveled so much internationally, it was always with different types of airlines. So I never got like any super great status for any specific airline. 
But uh, what I did get after a while is I, I got an American Express Platinum. And then because I spent so much on that, I got the black American Express. So that kind of just came with like all the benefits of like, you know, I always have priority boarding and, and um, free lounges and fun, things like that. So I kind of circumvented that by just spending a ton of money. <laughs> is there a preferred uh, couple of airlines that you always travel with? Uh, I really, really like the only airline that really stood out was Virgin Atlantic. Big shout out. Like that was like, I even flew coach back then. And I'm like, this airline is the most comfortable, friendly, and also just kind of like well-structured airline I've ever seen. Um, that one. And uh, I really like uh, Turkish Airlines is really good too. Their business class is fantastic. Um, anything that has a Dreamliner, whenever I fly cross Atlantic, I, and you know, if you fly business or first in the Dreamliner, that's some really nice and relaxing experience. You can flatten the the chair fully so it literally turns wow. into a bed so you're not cutting any sleep it's just beautiful you arrive you don't feel hungover. it's just a really nice thing to get that's awesome um yeah yeah it's a it's a great luxury to be able to afford um it's just uh it's it's great to have hey a hundred percent but you know let me tell you one one more thing because i think we're going to wrap things up here um it's the money is the kind it, the money is kind of for most people it's the one thing that they hear all max throws around these numbers 10k month 100k month but once you have it it you you know money is not the main thing what really is the most value about having your own online business is the time because time cannot be brought back to you you can always make more money money is infinite yeah time time with your family with your friends with your parents with your kids that you Nobody can take that away from you if you are your own boss. And, you know, we have very limited time. My, time, my day is only 24 hours, just like anybody else. And at some point, you know, my biological clock is done and I'm going to draw my last breath. And I know deep down inside that I don't want to waste my life in a job that I don't believe in, in a job that underpays me, in a job that is not secure. I want to do something where I can be free free to travel, but most importantly, free to spend time with my loved ones, with my family, with my spouse and with my future kids. And that is something that I wish for everybody, especially your listeners here. Yeah. And, you know, I just saw a quote by Jim Carrey the other day that said something along the lines of, I wish everybody would become rich and achieve everything they ever wanted uh, to realize that it isn't everything. And I'm like, well, then love it. I've been playing the wrong game here. Then what's the goal? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, like I said, the goal is time. Getting that time out. That's what it is, at least in my opinion. Just time. Time freedom. Yeah, exactly. exactly. To be able to do whatever you want to do. Exactly. And whenever you want to do. Yeah, that's that's my goal, man. I can't wait to just be able to uh, work my own business, not have to have multiple jobs. Um, yeah. That's my next step. For sure. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. Let's get you there. Shouldn't be too difficult. All right. So do you want, you said you want to wrap this up. Uh, where can people find you online? Are you out there anywhere? Of course you are. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, you know, when you want to build your own freedom business, if whether you have no idea what you want to do, or maybe you have a little bit of an idea already, maxtorno.com. That's my website. You can read a little bit into it. You can book a free consultation call on there with us. Other than that, Instagram, YouTube, Max Torno. I reply to DMs. I'm there. I'm there. That's what I do. That's what I love. 
<laughs> All right. And uh, any parting words for the world? Any advice, I suppose? Hey, make sure that you do something with your time, right? Don't waste it away in a cubicle. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your loved ones. And to you, my friend, also, thanks so much for having me on your beautiful podcast. It was a lot of fun, man. I appreciate it. I'll get this edited and uh, post it in about a week or two. I still have a few in the queue. I got to edit and post, but uh, make sure you post it and tag okay. everybody we talked about and uh, be sure to share yeah. it. Sounds good. Let me know when it's done. I'll give you a shout out. And yeah, man, it was a pleasure talking to you, buddy. Very good. I appreciate it, Max. Have a great, have a great day. Thanks, man. You too, man. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.